Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Spooky SLV Podcast, and I am your host, Brad Hicks. Let's get started. Okay, um, this next story is from Tim D. Herrera. He is a another member of the Haunted Encounters of the SLV group that I'm a part of on Facebook. So go check that out. It's actually a pretty good group, some good stories. And story two. This took place in 94-95 when I was living in the valley. My cousin and I loved to play hooky from work and go fishing or exploring all over the valley. Often with my son, who was 10 years old at the time. This one morning, about 6.30 a.m., my cousin and I were driving the gravel road off Highway 17, traveling toward Platoro on a fishing trip in my Nissan pickup. We were driving slowly up the road, taking, talking about the day and the fish, and rounded a corner from trees blocking the view of the Canaeus River onto an open meadow with grass about three or four feet high that was roughly the size of a football field with 30 yards to the river. You could clearly see the river from a short high spot in the road, and we spotted a creature that looked like a bear prone drinking from the river at a distance of 75 yards, give or take. Upon, we suppose, hearing my pickup coming down the road, the creature stood up. It was not a bear. It looked like a human covered in reddish-brown fur, roughly six to seven feet tall, with pointed dog-like ears. The creature quickly dropped down onto all fours and ran into the grass. From our viewpoint, semi-blocked by the grass, the creature ran like a primate, thinking of an ape running on all fours. I put my shifter into second to gain some torque and sped up trying to catch the creature before it could cross the road in front of us. However, the creature was way too fast, clearing the 50 yards or so of grass crossing the road and up a mountainside before I could reach where its path crossed the road. We stopped at the point where it seemed to have crossed the road and looked up the mountainside. We did not see the creature, but my hair stood up at the thought of the creature was watching us through the trees. After a few minutes, we went on, talking about what we had just seen. We got to our fishing hole, drank some beers, and caught a lot of fish. What a day. Tim, thank you. That's a good story. Pointed ears kind of get me. At first, I was thinking it was going to be a Bigfoot, and then, uh, it's not a Bigfoot. <laughs> I don't think unless, you know, he's got some weird ears. But uh, thanks again, Tim. Okay, second story of the evening. I uh, got this from a friend of mine who chooses to remain anonymous, which is no problem. It's still a good story. I started working at the Alamosa Hospital in 1995 on the old medical surgical floor on the graveyard shift. Some nights would be busy and some slow. Whenever we had a slow night, weird things would happen that we happened to notice. The first time I noticed something was late one night around 2 a.m. The nursing staff were making rounds and I was sitting at the desk. The elevator door opened and then closed and then it went to another floor. A few seconds later it came back up and again the door opened. By the time the door opened the second time a nurse came back to the desk and witnessed it too. We decided to investigate and we went down the stairs to check each floor. We found nothing on the way. When we exited the stairs the elevator was on the second floor. We got on the second elevator and went to the second floor. Back then, the second floor opened to the surgery waiting room. We noticed the TV was on, so we turned it off. After we got on the elevator and the door closed, we heard the TV go on again. Remember, this was before smartphones. 
We reopened the door and I exited the elevator while my co-worker stayed in the elevator holding the door open. I looked around and found nothing. I turned the TV off again and left. On the way back up to the medical surgical floor, my co-worker told me she could feel something touch her. Needless to say, we were all a little freaked out. We all left our shift together. <laughs> Thank you for that one, and uh, I hope you bring me some more of that one, whether you remain anonymous or not. That's a good story. I like that one. Okay, last little bit for tonight is uh, just me telling a couple stories of what's happened with me and my uh, wife when we were just dating. Uh, she used to live over on, uh, what was it, Ross Avenue in a trailer house that she was buying from a friend of hers. and I'd stay there quite often. Well, there was a few things that, it was weird because he put the trailer on the property. As far as we know, there were no deaths on the property, but there was something there. <laughs> it's the weirdest, some of the weirdest stuff I've ever experienced is actually in that house. Uh, the main things that we experienced... The first thing, and this is something that everyone in the house experienced. As far as I know, to my knowledge, everyone experienced it. Me, my wife, her kids, uh, even her oldest grandson, who was just a toddler at that time. He was still using the little walkers. You know, you pop me in, they're sitting down, they're pushing with their feet, getting all over the house. It's great. But anyway, um, one night I remember us sitting there on the couch, and uh, Alma was on my right. We were facing to the west watching tv and uh out of the corner of my eye on the left hand side um i just see this black mass coming down the hallway it's like it completely blocked out the light and it was slowly moving closer to us even my grandson at that point who we were watching stopped in his walker and looked at the hallway and just stared when i turned around to look gone it just you could literally visibly see it go back down the hallway that was the first time and the black mass we've seen many times many times it was god that kid when my oldest grandson was in his walker all the time he was constantly just staring down the hallway he'd just stop and stare down the hallway like there was someone there that he didn't recognize it's kind of creepy <laughs> and there was i mean like i said numerous times that we were sitting there and a black mask would move down the hallway one way or the other. It would move down the hallway. Um, there was one night I was staying the night there and, uh, Alma and I got woke up at 2 AM. Exactly. As soon as the clock turned two, we hear this loud noise come from the ensuite bathroom for the master bath. I look at her. We're both sitting up at that point. Now we got woke up. So we're awake. That was a loud noise. I look at her. She looks at me and I'm like, okay, I go. I go in the bathroom real slow, and I turn on the light, and I check. She had a, uh, a rather small shower stall in that bathroom and a huge tub next to it. But in the shower stall, it had this lip around the top. It was about six feet up, maybe a little bit higher, where she kept all of the shampoos and conditioners and stuff like that that she used all the time. At 2 a.m., every single one of them fell at the exact same time. That's what the noise was. All those bottles hitting the bottom of that fiberglass shower tub all at the exact same time. Can't figure that one out to this day. And there was another day. She was there by herself. She was doing some work in the bedroom. She was just sitting on her bed. I think she was listening to music while she was working on something. And out of the corner of her eye, she sees movement in the bathroom. 
And she looks, turns and looks, and there's a roll of toilet paper rolling across the floor. It had been propped up, not actually put on the uh, spindle for the toilet paper, but just propped up on it. Then it was leaning back against the wall. In order for that to fall and roll the way it had, somebody would have had to pick it up and roll it across the floor. So she went in the bathroom real quick. There was no one there. No one at all. <laughs> it was a little creepy. Um, trying to think of any other good stories we had. Yeah, you know, uh, there's just been so many times where I don't think whatever was in that house, I don't think liked me much. Because nothing really would happen so much when the kids were there or almost there. Once in a while, something would happen. Not very often. It happened a lot more often when I was there, and it seemed kind of menacing. I'm not going to say it was evil by any means, but it was just like somebody looking out for the family. For some odd reason, they didn't like me. I don't know why. That's what it felt like to me. I don't know if that's actually the case. Um, but the creepiest ones are the one where my grandson was just, in his walker and he's just walking along and he turns towards the hallway and just stops and stares and it's happened so many times it was it was just it just got creepy after a point way too creepy but those are the stories from there and we couldn't figure out again there was nobody ever buried on the property nobody ever died on the property he bought that property and moved the trailer onto the property so there had to have been something before he moved the property there that nobody knows about that's as far as I as far as I can tell. Unless she owned something that was haunted, like a haunted item that caused that problem. But if that's the case, she doesn't have it anymore because we don't have the hauntings anymore. So anyway, those are the stories from Ross Avenue. Thanks, folks. Okay, folks, that does it for this episode of Spooky SLV Podcast. Um again, I apologize for not having in having anything out last week, and I'm sorry for a late episode this week. Um I'm actively encouraging everyone to send me in whatever stories they have if it's ghost stories bigfoot cryptids ufos doesn't matter if it's true story or if it's a fiction if it's a horror story that you've written or a sci-fi story that you've written i'm more than happy to read up-and-coming author stories on the podcast um i've got a couple that i need to finish writing and then i'll have them on the podcast as well kind of hit writer's block on that one it's a little difficult but um want to thank you again for listening and uh again we also have the support button on spotify if you go into the spotify uh home page for spooky slv podcast there's a link that'll lead you to it it's kind of like patreon you can pay monthly you can do a one-time thing you can um you know pay for a couple of months whatever you want to do and then stop you don't have to keep doing it um it's uh there's 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99. Whatever you want to donate, whatever you want to pay, it helps the podcast and I really appreciate it. I really want to get this going and I want to get new better equipment, maybe some better microphones cuz sometimes you can tell they're not that ba- not that great. So, you know, it would be nice if I can get some support. Hell, if you just share the podcast, if you just listen, the more listens I get, the better it is for me because of the sponsored segments that they're going to put into the podcast. So thanks again, folks. Thanks for listening. Um, I also apologize for the last two episodes that I did not have the intro music. For some odd reason, I just completely forgot to add that in while I was recording. I don't know what happened there. The intro music is done by my friend Andres uh, Herrera. 
He's a fantastic musician. You can find him on Instagram at entropyinmotion dot or entropy in motion music on Instagram. You can also find his podcast on Spotify, which is the Decibels Deep podcast. Uh, he does music reviews, album reviews. It's good stuff. He's really music oriented, and he's very good at what he does. Um, so again, thanks for listening. Give Andres some love. Show him some love on Instagram and on his uh, podcast, especially if you enjoy music. Uh, Flint Price, I know you like music. I know you know how to play music. You can go listen to his podcast. I know you might. <laughs> but, folks, I want to thanks again. Episode 11's out. We'll hit uh, episode 12 next week. Have a good one. <laughs>